0: Blog
1: Talk Radio. Welcome to this installment of the Steelers Morning Podcast. We hope you are ready for the uh, first ever Steelers on 24-7 Sports Morning Podcast Mock Draft Debate. We've got Scott Allen. As I said, I'm Brian DiArdo, and we're going to get right to it. We're going to predict all seven of the Steelers draft picks for the 2016 NFL Draft, which will be three weeks from Thursday, and we're going to start uh, the Steelers, by the way, draft 25th, 58, 89, 123, 220, 229, and 246. They got two seventh-round picks, a sixth-round pick, a fourth-round pick. They don't have any fifth-round because of the uh, Brandon Boykin trade last year, a second-round pick, and one first-round pick. So, Scott, if you want to do us the honors in making the first mock draft pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well,
0: thanks again, Brian. Uh... Happy to be here with Steelers Nation. Uh, With my first pick, I'm going with uh, William Jackson, cornerback out of Houston. Six foot one, 189 pounds. He had five picks last year, defensive MVP of the Peach Bowl against Florida State. Got four-four speed. He's got great hands. He burst onto the ball. He hand fights well. And from what I've seen out of him compared to the other two corners that might be available at 25, I think he's got the most fight in him. I think he's got the most tenacity. Um, looking at Mackenzie Alexander, he had no picks last year. Um, I don't know how you look past that. And with Eli Apple, you know, during the uh, during the uh, combine, he was having trouble, you know, breaking off the ball and didn't seem to have the same energy that William Jackson had. So... Number 25 pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm going with William Jackson.
1: I hate selling a skipping record, but I am, too, in my mock draft. Um, the thing with the Steelers is, and me and Scott went one way, they're either going defensive line first round or cornerback slash safety first round. And uh, I just think, and I'm sure you agree, Scott, there's just too many good cornerbacks to pass up in the first round. I know the Steelers think Sanquez Golston can start. He's absolutely going to have every opportunity to start this year. Um, he'll compete or you know, uh, he'll compete to start out uh, opposite William Gay. But still, I just think when you have this many good cornerbacks, you know, you've got Eli Apple, McKenzie. Uh, you know, there's a couple other guys around there. I just think it's, you know, a guy like Jackson is too good to pass up. I know that Andrew Billings, and who knows, when we do another mock draft, we might be having the Steelers pick Billings. But I just think based on their needs, I think that, that there's just too many good cornerbacks to pass up. And, you know, Jackson right now is slated to be picked somewhere late in the first round, right in the Steelers' wheelhouse. So, you know, I think if he if he's available, they're going to take him. Uh, Eli Apple, for whatever reason, like you said, he, he just slipped. And Mackenzie Alexander, along with not having a lot of productivity in terms of statistics, he also uh, he did not work out at the combine. Uh, he's still kind of nursing an injury, suffered in the uh, Tigers' semifinal game against the Sooners. So, um, you know. I'm sure he feels I'm sure he's fine but, but from when you look at Jackson, uh he's not the biggest corner, but as you said Scott, six foot one, two hundred plus pounds, he's plenty big. You don't need a six foot three, four guy out there. So I, I just think like you said, and, and the other thing too, he plays big in the biggest stage. He's had two interceptions against Florida State in that peach bowl win. He was a defensive M V P of that game, so you know, I totally agree. So now that leads us into the second pick. Uh Scott, once again, this is a secondary laden draft, and uh, does that affect who you have the Steelers taking with the second pick?
0: It absolutely does. With the number 58 pick, uh, the Steelers' second-round pick, I'm going to take uh, Vaughn Bell, safety from Ohio State. Uh, He's 6'1", 190. He plays bigger than that. He uh, had two picks last year, one for a touchdown. He has 65 tackles, 43 of those are solo. Um, He can hit, He can cover. He finds the ball well. Got big playability. And Mike Tomlin always says they want splash plays. This guy delivers splash plays. I like Von Bell. I won't lie. I'm a I'm a Buckeye
1: alum. I know you're a Buckeye fan as well, Scott. We like what we see from Von Bell. He's a big playmaker. Uh, There's gonna be a lot of Buckeye. I mean, heck, you know, we look at Joey Bosa. You know, maybe Eli Apple still sneaks in there. Um, There's there's quite a bit of. Uh, Ohio State players that might be drafted in the first round, and I like Bell too, uh, and actually today it was reported uh, on our website, Steelers on 24 7 sports, The Steelers uh, met with Bell at the Combine, they met with him at his Pro Day, at the Ohio State Pro Day last month, and Steelers are very high on this guy. As we talked off air, uh, this guy has been anywhere from, from slated to be a first-round pick to a third-round pick, so I uh, My thing is, I don't think he's going to be around when the Steelers draft at 58, but if he is, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't take him. Uh, Again, we have them both going corner uh, in the first round and then to pair that up with a safety. The Steelers, I think, are even a little bit more shallow at safety than cornerback. As of now, you're asking Robert Golden, who's never started more than four games in a season to start full time. So I'd like to see him have some more competition there. Uh, So with my pick, I'm not going Bell, but I'm going Jeremy Cash from Duke. He actually started at Ohio State before transferring to the Blue Devils. Had a very nice career. Um, obviously, not, didn't play under the same uh, big lights as Bell at Ohio State, but Cash, uh, uh, a hitter. When I think of Paul Amalu, and, and no one's Paul Amalu, but Cash brings that, that physical uh, ability. Anybody that remembers that, uh, Bell when he used to play for the Steelers back in the 90s, uh, you know, or, or Lee Flowers, you know, kind of that kind of, of – of, Physicality. Uh, I just think at 58, there's still going to be some some good safeties available, but not maybe uh, any of Bell's Calvert. I hope I'm wrong, but if not, I think the Steelers are going to go ahead and get cash. They've expressed interest in him, and I think they're going to get him with their 58 pick. So that leads us to the third round of our Steelers mock draft on the Steelers Morning Podcast with the 89th pick, Scott. Who do you have the Steelers
0: taken with the 89th pick? Uh, I'm going to take Malik Collins. Uh, defensive tackle out of Nebraska. He's 6'2", 311 pounds. Uh, he gets up blocks well. He pushes the pocket. He adds depth to the D-line. Uh, side note, he squats 785 pounds. So that, that shows you his strength there. Uh, he was a wrestler in high school, uh, and he handles the double team. Um, he was recruited by the same coach, Moe that – Re- recruited uh, the comic and Sue, So, you know, this is a guy I think can push McCullers, you know, if McCullers isn't doing his his job on the line. And somebody that can, like I said, handle the double team, um, can get to the passer, he's got speed for a big man. And uh, I think he can fill Steve McClendon's shoes, if not surpass what Steve McClendon gave us.
1: That's a good pick, and I like what you said. He, he's versatile. Any guy that's got a wrestling background, you know, with, with technique and speed and quickness, I like that. You know, you work on those. Even though you're a big man, you've got those kind of fast-twitch muscles like a sprinter. I like that. I went totally different with my pick. I went Braxton Miller. So we both went safety, corner safety, and now we're totally going by the wayside. But I, li- I like where you're, you're going, Scott, because I think the Steelers, if they don't go with the, with the big name, can't miss defensive tackle like Billings, they're going to try to find – you know, maybe a guy that's a little less heralded, or maybe is a little more raw, a guy you can work with. And um, I'm going to go. I'm going to wait one more round for defensive tackle to do a little foreshadowing. I'm going with Braxton Miller with my 89th pick for the Steelers. I know you're familiar with him. There's a couple reasons why I like this pick. Again, the Steelers have a lot more needs than a receiver. I get that, and I think maybe with the third pick, they might be reaching a little bit if they were to do this. But my thing with Braxton is he can fill a couple positions where the Steelers are, are light and where they want help. First off, there's no Martavis Bryant. So with Braxton Miller, you know, he could compete for the fourth you know, spot on the Steelers receiving core, assuming that you're going to have Wheaton one, uh, or I'm sorry, you know, Antonio Brown one, Wheaton two, and then Hayward Bay three, and then Coates four. Uh, you, you know, I could seriously see Braxton Miller coming in right away. He's a different dynamic. He's more of your Antoine Randall L., if he played uh, quarterback for OSU from 2011 to 2013. This is a guy that went undefeated uh, as a starter in 2012, and if I'm not mistaken, won 24 straight games as a starting quarterback uh, at Ohio State. So this guy definitely has a winner's pedigree, uh, had a big injury uh, in between the 2013 and 2014 off season. was gone out the entire 2014 season, reinvented himself, and was a good receiver for the Buckeyes last year. So he also – by playing quarterback, could be an emergency quarterback for the Steelers, who certainly may may have used him last year when uh, they had their issues with with Roethlisberger's health. And then lastly, you know, Miller I don't think returned any punts or kicks, or maybe he may have last year, but he certainly is a versatile receiver who has shown that he has great athleticism, could absolutely be the Steelers' punt and kickoff returner. As we all know, the Steelers at this point don't have one. There's no way they're going to have Antonio Brown, the best receiver in football, who's coming off a concussion Return uh, punts and kickoffs And they're not going to have Marcus Wheaton who now is Their number two receiver run back punts And kickoffs so uh, I definitely expect The Steelers to address that need In the draft um, So for this mock draft I have them taking Braxton Miller again it could be a reach but I Just think for the value that he could Provide the Steelers and I think he's going to be There I don't I don't see him going early uh, In the draft I know he had a, a Good uh, uh, combine I know he Had a good senior bowl but I don't know. I just I just don't see him being a, an early pick in the draft. So that brings us to our fourth pick, Scott. Who do you have the Steelers taking with their
0: 123rd pick overall? Well, Brian, I'm also looking at a guy that can help us out on special teams in the fourth round, just the other side of the ball. Um, for the with the 123rd pick, I'm going with Cyrus Jones, cornerback out of Alabama, uh, 5'10", 196. Uh, He can be a kick returner or a punt returner. Uh, He had four touchdowns last year off punt returns. I believe he's had about seven interceptions over his three years playing corner. Uh, This is a guy who is uh, a slash player uh, just on the defense, kind of like a Pac-Man Jones. We don't want the attitude of Pac-Man Jones. Hmm. I don't think he's going to have that. But Cyrus Jones is my pick here. Uh, That can keep Antonio Brown from having to do a lot of the heavy lifting on uh, punt returns. and You know, this is somebody else who get in there to help us on special teams, possibly get them in there on offense too.
1: That's a good pick. I like that. And, again, I think we're both kind of on the same page. We're just, we're just having the Steelers choose them in, a, in, in different uh, orders. But um, with my fourth pick, I'm going to finally go defensive tackle. And, again, I, I think the Steelers are going to address this earlier. Um, I'm going to go with Hassan Richway of Texas. Steelers went to his pro day, Joe Green, observed him. Uh, he was also one of the guys, the Andrew Billings at the Steelers liked the defensive tackle. There's no secret the Steelers won to draft defensive tackle in a few weeks from now. Um Ridgway's a big guy. I mean he is uh six foot three, he stands at three hundred and fourteen pounds, does does have overwhelming statistics. Um, I think he had uh, hundred and eight total tackles during his time in college, uh, six and a half sacks. Or I'm sorry, 17 and a half sacks, six and a half last year. Um, I'm sorry, nine and a half sacks. He had 17.5 tackles for loss. I get those two mixed up. Um, He is a playmaker. He had two fumble recoveries last year. And as I said, I mean, the guy does get to the quarterback. He had some injuries last year, so I think that definitely uh, affected his productivity um, and and definitely uh, affected his draft stock. But this is a guy that, as I said, I mean, this guy had nine and a half sacks, 17 and a half tackles for loss. This is a guy that produced when he was at Texas. Under the radar, because the Longhorns haven't been as good in recent seasons, but, you know, the Steelers just, they need competition at the defensive tackle. I mean, they have, uh, you know, with Cameron Hayward and, and with Stephon Tewitt, I mean, those guys combined for 13 and a half sacks last year, and they were a big reason why the Steelers uh, were one of the best teams in the NFL, top five in sacks. So, I think third in the NFL in sacks. So, the Steelers, when you have two defensive tackles or, or ends that are that good, you've got to match them up with a defensive tackle. I mean, Steelers fans know when you go back to Ernie Holmes, when you go back
0: to, uh,
1: you know, more recently Casey Hampton and in the 90s Joel Steed, I mean, you need a good defensive tackle. So, uh, Scott, I think you're right on the money with, with saying they might do that in the third round. Um, I think we're going to do that in the fourth round in my first mock draft with Hassan Ridgway to help uh, add some depth and competition to the Steelers' defensive line. Uh, now that brings us to the sixth round. Remember, the Steelers will not have a fifth-round pick who do you have here, Scott, with the Steelers'
0: 220th pick? Well, I'm going with a, a position of uh, need, although it's a backup. I'm going with a quarterback uh, out of USC, Cody Kessler, six uh, one, 220 pounds, um, three-year starter, over 10,000 yards, 88 touchdowns, just 19 thick. Got big arm, stands in the pocket. And he can be a game manager. If something were to happen, the Big Ben goes down. We saw what we had to deal with last year. You know, we had to have the Le'Veon Bell run on the one to get that win. You know, we don't get that. That's a second loss, you know. But because we had a great running back there, we got the win. But you saw against Kansas City how Landry Jones struggled. And you saw against Baltimore how Vic struggled. I think this is a guy – can come in. He's been through a lot of adversity at USC. I believe the Steelers met with him at the Senior Bowl. I like what I see from him. And like I said, he's got over 10,000 yards passing three-year starter. And you know, if he's being recruited by USC, he's got something to offer. So I think this guy will be a good backup to Ben for years to come. He can learn the system. He can learn under Ben. And possibly one day start when Ben's career is over. not predicting that, but it'd be somebody that can come in if something were to happen to this.
1: I think you're on the money, Scott, and, and the thing is the Steelers have have a lot of picks near the end of the draft. Two twenty, 220, uh, two twenty nine and then two forty six. So I think when they draft Kessler, because I think they definitely uh, could, I think it's just gonna be uh, them getting the pulse of where they think he's gonna go. Is so he gonna go in the early in the sixth round, you know, mid sixth round if there's any fear they might lose him, they're going to go with him right there, like right where you had him at 220. If they think that he might, you know, still be around late in the draft, they might wait to 229 or even 246. Um, the Steelers, they're kind of weird with what they want to do with quarterback. Not weird, but, you know, earlier uh, during his first offseason press conference, um, Kevin Colbert, the Steelers' GM, said that they want to get another quarterback in there to compete to be Big Ben's backup. They're not looking for the heir apparent to Big Ben. But the thing of it is, you never know. I mean, you know, when, the Steelers, or when New England drafted Tom Brady in the sixth round back in '01, did they have any idea that – I'm sorry, in 2000, did they have any idea a year later that he was going to be their starting quarterback and franchise quarterback and that he was going to supplant Drew Bledsoe? No. So I like what you said. You've got to draft someone that, that can maybe at least give you flashes of being a potential future uh, franchise quarterback. So I like the pick. I went with Anthony uh, Zadel, the defensive end for Penn State. Um, the Steelers have looked at him. They went to Penn State's pro day. Um, again, uh, the Steelers want depth on the defensive line, not just defensive tackle. They've worked out several defensive ends uh, during uh, this off offseason, uh, both in free agency as well as looking at, at pro days, at, at combines and whatnot. And I think Zadel, being a local guy, again, he played ball, a few hours down the road at Penn State, um, you know, he didn't have mind-boggling statistics, but he could get to the quarterback. He had some nice both intangibles, intangibles, has leadership skills when, when you look at Penn State's website and whatnot. So uh, I like Siddell. Like Again, you know, when you're drafting guys this late in the sixth round, you're just hoping that they could bring competition uh, to your defense. Um, not necessarily starting, but can – can spell your starters, and maybe do some on special teams. If you remember last year, Anthony Chicklow was drafted in the sixth round, and, and so with LT Walton. LT Walton did absolutely nothing for the Steelers. In terms of Steelers, they ended up making the team that were drafted last year. He was probably my biggest disappointment, along with Deron Grant. Grant had injuries, so I think that was part of his alibi, but there's no alibi for, for Walton. He just didn't produce. But, but Chicklow did, so that just shows you, uh, you know, in the sixth round, you're really tossing a coin, and you're hoping that that someone can produce for you. So, um, that's who I went with the sixth round, the first 6 round pick for the Steelers. Uh, who do you have at 229 in the seventh
0: round, Scott? Uh, I'm going uh, offensive line here, Brian. Uh, I'm going with Caleb Benenoff out uh, of UCLA. He's 6'5", 311 pounds. Um, it adds to offensive line depth on the right side. He can play. Uh, right tackle, if something were to happen to Gilbert, he can play right guard. If something were to happen to DeCastro, um, you know, this is a guy who was out in the zone-blocking scheme, uh, which was what Munchak implements with the Steelers. So I'm um, I'm thinking this guy will add depth if one of those two guys were to go down, and that's something we probably need to address in these rounds, in my opinion. I like the pick, Scott.
1: I like the fact that you drafted a guy that, that, that fits the scheme that the Steelers want to do. And I like – that seems lately not just at Lyman. That's in general what the Steelers are looking for. You know, case in point, LeGarrette Blunt and D'Angelo Williams. I mean, I like what they were thinking with LeGarrette Blount a few years ago. Obviously, the guy didn't have the intangibles. But, but tangibly, he's a decent player. I mean, he held New England win a Super Bowl two years ago after his experiment with us failed and the whole marijuana thing with Le'Veon. But – he just didn't fit the mold for what Monkcheck in the offensive line likes to do. They like to do a lot of pulling with DeCastro. Uh, that's one thing that Heath Miller we will miss him. And he was great at pulling, especially going from the right side of the Steelers' O line to the left side and helping, you know, Le'Veon Bell get those big runs when he was healthy. And even with D'Angelo Williams, when they bring in Williams, he's a very similar runner than Le'Veon. I mean, he's not as patient as Le'Veon. D'Angelo is more of a see the hole, get to the hole. But in large is a very similar running back in terms of style with Le'Veon. And, again, with the offensive line, we need to start getting guys that, that fit schemes. And you look at Villanueva, he started to fit the mold of what Munchik and the Steelers wanted to do. So I, I like that you pick a guy that fits our mold because then that whole learning curve is easier when this guy makes the transition from college to the pros. Uh, with my seventh-round pick, I went Trey Elson, another safety, and out of Ole Miss. This is a guy, I again, you know, has several interceptions. He's a playmaker. Obviously, if he's, you know, projected to be a sixth, seventh-round pick, he's going to have some question marks. But, but he's a guy that, again, you know, I know with the Steelers, with Hallman, he was their last, last pick out of Louisville last year, had 14 interceptions, but just wasn't a good tackler, so they let him go. When you draft a guy this late, they're going to have issues It's just whether or not they can overcome those. The Steelers have looked at Elson. Um, you know, they looked at they, they went to his pro day. They have met with him. But they looked at him at the combine. Uh, if he's around late in the draft and the Steelers haven't um, drafted another cornerback or safety by this point, because I think the Steelers are going to get at least three defensive backs in this draft. They did last year. I think they're going to this year. I think Elson fits that, that mold, and I think they're going to get him. Uh, they're going to, I think, in general, in the last three picks, they're definitely, I, I think, going to get – a cornerback. So I think they're going to address that early in the draft, and then in the mid rounds they'll go away from it to address other needs, and then they're not going to go, and then they'll go back to that later in the draft. So with that being said, Scott, who do you have with the Steelers' 246th and final pick in the 2016 NFL draft?
0: Well, this last pick for the Steelers, I'm going to take Aiden uh, Lowry, defensive end on a Northwestern. He's a 6'6". 296. He sets the edge well. He can knock down passes. Adds line to the or adds depth to the defensive line. Uh, he might need to work a little bit on his speed, but from what I've seen of him on tape, he reminds me a little bit of another seventh rounder named Brett Kiesel. So, I'm going with Dean Lowry here with the last pick for the Steelers in the uh, seventh round. That's a good pick, Scott. I like the pick. Um... I'm going with Cody Kessler, just
1: like you did earlier. I'm going him, I'm going him 26 spots later. I think he'll be the Steelers' last pick. Again, the Steelers have been all over the board with quarterbacks. They've also looked at uh, Dak Prescott, the old Nevada quarterback at the NFL Combine. Uh, they looked at him a few months ago. Um, initially, he was uh, projected as a third or fourth-round pick. They've looked at Kessler. He was, I think, the first player – that uh, the Steelers reportedly met with this offseason. And uh, so uh, I think that may hold serve, in the Steelers do draft him if he is available. Obviously, they liked him enough to, to speak with him and whatnot. Um, the Steelers also today, which is a little weird, they went to Memphis QB Paxton Lynch's pro day. He's expected to be a first or second-round pick. I don't think anybody expects the Steelers to draft a quarterback with their second-round pick, but this guy is 6'7". 245 pounds, he completed almost 67% of his passes with the Tigers. Um, you know, Memphis is Division I. D'Angelo Williams came out of there. It's not a, a, a big, uh, you know, school. It's not a part of the Power Five conferences. But he definitely is somebody that could be a dark horse. And if he is available in the second round, I, again, I don't think he'll be there 58. But, but who knows? Because, again, you know, the Steelers are a good team. And they do have the luxury, I mean, it's not like they don't have holes. It, it, it's obviously it, it's been well documented that they struggled in the secondary, but you never know. They could maybe go pick a guy like Prescott if he is available in the second round. I don't absolutely don't think they would waste a first round pick on him, but maybe a second round pick. But I think they'll go safe. They'll go Kessler. Um, he had a nice completion percentage at USC. I uh, was you know multiple year starter there. Um, it, it seems like a, an intelligent guy. It seems like he would be able to compete. I think that's, that's the biggest thing for the Steelers. They just need to find someone that can come in there and compete uh, to be Ben's backup quarterback, and that he, when he comes in, he can do a, a comparable job. He can help the Steelers win games. I mean, when you look at the Bengals and the Steelers, that was one glaring difference between the two teams. The Bengals definitely had uh, the better backup quarterback last year than the Steelers. Heck, their backup almost beat us in the playoffs, so... I definitely think the Steelers will draft a quarterback in the, in the combine. You obviously do as well. We just disagree on where. But that does conclude our our first mock draft debate. Uh, when you look at it, Scott, I think that the, the, the two things I take away from our mock drafts, I went receiver but didn't go lineman. You went lineman but didn't go receiver. So I have to ask you, uh, how do you see the Steelers addressing their needs at receiver if they don't get one in the draft? Well, in my
0: opinion, Brian, I think if you're going to wait on Martavius, you're going to, you know, wait and see what happens for a year. You drafted Coates last year because of the four-game suspension Martavius had in 2015. I think you got to give him a chance. I think he will excel at that chance. Uh, we saw a little bit of that in the Denver game. The spotlight was not too big for him. I think you keep Wheaton in the slot. Obviously, you got A.B., your number one receiver. Um uh, if you have to, or I think that they may, Ladarius Green can line up, pull up, out Jimmy Graham, you know, at receiver, and you know I think Haley is, you know, good enough offensive coordinator that he's he's probably looking at that option, and I just think you know, you got Hayward Bay your fourth receiver, and you know you got Phillips on the practice squad who we both like. I don't see a real pressing need for a receiver this year. That I went with, it's kind of like, you know, the Steelers always say the best, the best player available. I went with the best players that we need, and at receiver this year, I just I don't think we need that. And if we were able to get someone like Cyrus Jones, there's a he can play on the offensive side. I mean, there's there's things you can do with him that aren't just special teams or, you know on the defensive side in the nickel package. So that's why I didn't go with the receiver. In my locker. That's a
1: good point. You know, Ladarius Green, I, I totally agree. I don't think they're going to use him much as, as, a, as a blocker. I think when they looked at Ladarius Green, they said, okay, we have Jesse James, we have Matt Spade, and Jesse James played well near the end of the season, especially for a guy that was, you know, a late, I mean, was what, a fifth-round pick um, last year was essentially his senior year in college, and that's even what Tomlin says. When you have a guy that comes out early, you kind of, unless they're a Ben Roethlisberger, you kind of treat their first year as their senior year. you know. And, and, you know, heck, the guy contributed in the playoffs. He had a big touchdown against the Raiders in Week 9. Um, I think he is going to be Heath Miller or try to do the, his best impression of uh, Heath Miller. You know, he's going to be the blocking, tough, rugged guy. Space will also be in there if they want to go too tight end set. And I think Green's going to be in the slot. He's going to do his best impression of Martavius. He won't be the deep ball threat that Martavius was, but he'll be the nice, tall target that Ben wants. He's going to be the -the over-the-middle guy. And I think when you talk about Steeler receivers, you mention Ladarius Green. So that's a good point you just brought up there. Um, I talked about Prescott a little bit. Uh, What's your quick thoughts on that? Do you see any scenario where the Steelers go quarterback early in the draft, or do you think they're pretty much set on getting a guy late?
0: I think that if they're going to go with somebody, they could go with the quarterback later. I don't I don't see any reason to, you know, I don't want to say waste a pick, but I think it would be a little bit wasteful uh, with the other team needs. We don't need a starting quarterback, but we need a starting corner. We need a starting safety. You know, we need defensive line help. Uh, we need somebody on special teams that, so Antonio Brown doesn't have to be returning punts and possibly get hurt that way. Um I think there's a lot of needs in this draft, and I think in the late rounds there are some quarterbacks that can be had. Casper being one of them. Um, I'm I'm not sold that Wentz is as good as everyone's saying he is, but somebody's going to draft him high. Um, hopefully it's Cleveland. Hopefully it's Cleveland. Yeah, they got RG3, but
1: but I would I would guess. And he said it earlier on ESPN. I would assume they're going to bring in someone else that can compete with him, just so it's not hey, This is your job. Um, so yeah, I mean that. I I just think in general, I think the Steelers. I think we both are in agreement. They're definitely going to get a defensive tackle at some point in this round or in this draft. It might not be their first pick if they don't go with Billings, but who knows? Maybe our next draft, maybe Billings will be our number one pick. But I think in general, there's just too many good cornerbacks and good safeties in this draft for the Steelers to pass up on. But I think ideally, I think we're both in agreement here that the Steelers can take William Jackson with their first pick, and if Von Bell is sitting around at 58. Heck, if, he, if he's even sitting there at 50, I think the Steelers should definitely draft up and get him in the second round of the draft. So that'll conclude our first mock draft debate with Scott Allen and Brian Diardo Scott, thanks again for, for joining us. We'll, I'm sure we'll do another one soon. Again, follow us on Facebook. Uh, type in Pittsburgh Steelers on 24-7 Sports in your search engine to find all of our latest and greatest Steelers news. Also, go online at pit.247sports.com. So again, for Scott Allen, this is Brian Diardo signing off, wishing you A great day, and as always, it's a great day to be a Steelers fan.